Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rough Around the Hedges podcast. I'm Kaylin. I'm Adam. And I'm Christine. And today we are going to be talking about plants and pets. Did you guys remember to look up pet safe plants? Yes. Lists. I have a mental list. I have a mental list. We can look up more. And then we can look up the super dangerous ones, too. Ooh, not the super dangerous ones. Well, okay, guys. Um, to start, I have I have two cats. Um, I did have a dog, but now I don't have a dog. Um, and my cats, they mostly leave the plants alone. Uh, Roxy definitely left the plants alone. She was more interested in eating their soil. Um, but I ended up just putting rocks in all of the soil so Roxy couldn't eat the rocks. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, the cats, uh, Mr. Snowball, sometimes he'll lick a leaf. Uh, he leaves the plants alone, though. Mr. Ball, right, Mr. Snack, Mr. Ball, Mr. Snack, Snowball and Post Snack, um, the gray one. He he'll only he's he's only interested in plants that look like grass. So if I have it like a Dracaena marginata, he's gonna go chew on those little guys because they look like grass. But otherwise, he leaves everything alone. I don't find I get bite marks in any plants, with the exception of two plants in my bedroom. But for the most part, I'm lucky. My plant our cats leave the plants alone. Yeah, I have two cats as well, <clears throat> and without trauma dumping too hard, the I've had four cats total in my plant journey. So. I've only been doing this for three years. I'm <laughs> like fourth cat. Oh my god! It's it's fine. Um, I had to put two down within a year of each other. Um, but all four of them, same story. Like for the most part, I'm not getting after them for chewing on stuff. I'm not getting after them. Um, for the most part, they leave them alone. Every now and then, the I'll catch them like playing with something, but it's not. They're not knocking stuff over. They're not digging in pots. Oh, when Iris was a kitten, I did have to put um i ended up putting kebab sticks all over in my regal shield pot because she would hop into the giant pot and use it as a litter box oh no yeah so but we we corrected that behavior really fast anyway as far as them eating stuff for the most part they leave it alone i'm glad to hear that i thought you were going to say that you had to put (laughs) that you've gone through four cats because of your plants and that they died because um, they those kebab sticks are very dangerous Leo, leo my very very first cat and he was a very old boy and he had cancer um <clears throat> he liked to chew on palms and he'd like he would chew on my calatheas as a um what's the word like he'd get mad at me if i mm. didn't feed him revenge Quickly, chewing he'd revenge chew on stuff and like yeah. revenge pull stuff out the of the internet says cats d- oh don't do revenge i've looked it up are but they, i also don't I, believe that does the internet say anything about dogs i firmly believe that he was more so doing it because he thought he was going to starve <laughs> And found other things to eat. I maybe less revenge, more so uh, survival. I'm so hungry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he was the only one that would really like, yes, quote unquote, eat stuff. Well, when you first got into plants, you were very adamant about only bringing in pet safe plants. Yes. So that was that was smart choice yeah. getting started. Does Lindsay eat stuff? Yeah. So I just have one. My, my roommate has a dog named Lindsay, and thankfully she. Like the worst thing that ever happens is she'll occasionally get excited and like her tail, it wags so intensely that it's like it like rips through foliage. (laughs) So I have to like be careful not to keep beautiful foliage low, like at knee height, because her tail is like just shreds things. Like I'll occasionally when there have been low down plants, I'll have to like I'll just be like, oh, she's all excited. And I have to be like, no, Lindsay, sit because she's like two millimeters away from just shredding through like a giant jose bono leaf or something like that Mm. so 
that's but that's the worst or maybe like she'll get excited and like run to the run into like see who's at the door really fast and knock something over she i've got this like little rug in that goes into my plant room and she'll like go flying into the plant room and like skid on that rug which will slide and like knock things over uh but she thankfully doesn't chew like i've never seen her chew any foliage or like eat any lack of balls or soil or anything um there's so, a, you have a lot of plants that dog height that she could get into if she felt like it. There are quite a few. Oh, she did something weird while I was in California. Um, I just got back from a week long trip to California. And um, while I was gone, I, th- I left one plant in my bedroom. And Your rabbit's was, foot fern? No, well, I guess that's two. So <laughs> my rabbit's foot fern li- lives in there permanently. But I left like my chia pence, my oh. climbing, my chia pence that's mounted on a, a cocoa pole. I left it on the floor underneath kind of like directly in front of my west facing window and i left it on like a little you know plastic tray that you get with like takeout or whatever and apparently she like got mad at gary at some point because she i I, that's why i asked you about docs because she does like lency i swear reacts and so like do things when she's unhappy with one of us and she like gary told her to go lie down and didn't want to pay attention to her and she came back carrying that tray like in her mouth. Like she had knocked over my chia pence and like picked up the plastic tray and carried it into the TV room, weird. Um, which was weird. And did Gary know that it belonged to a plant? No, he was like, where did you what? Where mm. did you get this plastic tray? Meanwhile, chia pence is like fully on the ground. Yeah. Oh. Chia pence was like squished for I don't know how many days while I was traveling. Um, but it's alive. So, you know, but no, I don't know. Like I know a lot like when i was working at the nursery like so many people would like new plant people i'd be like and wait before you make that final decision do you have a pet and they were like oh do i need to think about that and i'm like yes you need to think about that yeah it's definitely good if you're starting your plant journey and you have plant or uh, if you have pets already to consider that if especially if you don't know how they're going to act around plants maybe get a couple pet safe ones to start with um and just see I started off with, I went to Ikea and bought six plants. Didn't consider if they're pet safe or not. Um, But then after that, I started paying attention to it more. And I know the first time I went to Tonkadale, I made sure to look up if this plant was pet safe. And I brought home like four, what is six, six pet safe plants. And then the cat really didn't want anything to do with them. And I had them hanging in macrame in my big Southwest facing windows. Like the dog couldn't get to them anyway. So like. I ended up not having any issues with that. And so I was able to like slowly progress into like philodendrons mm-hmm. and other plants that aren't pet safe as long as the, you know, cause the cat was leaving them alone. So I felt more comfortable right. taking little steps and doing that. And now that I know they leave them alone for pretty much the most part, I can bring in almost anything. I do have the most dangerous plant I have to cats is my Diffenbachia. Yeah. And I told Brandon when I brought that in, I was like, this, if you see the cat or the dog or anybody like chewing on this, it's a problem. Like if they don't, if they don't leave it alone, I'm getting rid of it. But like, just know that this is the one to watch out for. And uh, we nicknamed it the poison plant. (laughs) Um, But thankfully nobody, no one gave two shits about that plant. Right. Um, In case you don't know, listeners, Diffenbachia has, it secretes a milk when it's been either leaves broken off or the stem uh notched and that has crystals in it that can if you get into your eyes or in your mouth is extremely painful um it can cause your throat to actually swell so you can't talk 
And of course, that, that happens to both humans and pets. So be very, very mindful if you have a Diffenbachia plant. Yeah. They're like oxalate crystals. And I think other plants might also generate either the same compound or mineral or like a similar one because there are like the latex from all kinds of different plants is mm-hmm. caustic or toxic or poisonous in different types of ways so um the the rule of thumb is like always triple check especially if you don't know how your pet reacts like yeah i might think like we've got some we had some things listed at the nursery like this is definitely cat safe but i'll still tell people like go home and double triple check like this is the scientific name of this plant look it up and check me because i would hate to feel like be responsible for yeah do your homework yeah yeah um aspca actually has a whole resource I always just go straight there. Yeah, the me list too. Saying like, you know, this plant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I will say they, I think like 99% of the time will say that they they err on the side of caution. So they'll just say this plant, even though it really is not the most. Like you'd have to eat like three full sized plants. Right. Like, like zygocactus. It's technically cat or it's technically cat safe. But if they over ingest, obviously they can get upset and vomit. Mm-hmm. think about some people with those giant christmas cactuses and just think about a cat eating through a whole christmas cactus my mom's new puppy, 30 year old my mom's new puppy destroyed her 20 year old oh. cactus oh and no not, not that he like went into it but they were him and the other dog were playing so hard and he like skid and hit it and it like crashed so when i got when i went to their house for thanksgiving oh. my dad was like this is your project today <laughs> Like fix our plant. Like a- I took like the 20 different broken off pieces and I was like, you're going to have such a huge cactus when this is going. Oh dear. Yeah. The <laughs> one plant your mom can keep alive. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, and then like, I don't know if you haven't seen these videos, you should look, look for them because they're insane. But like, there's so many videos on the internet of like cats, just like you're, you think your plant is safe up there, but like cats when they're home by themselves, they find maybe over- dogs too, but like <laughs> they do some totally like they jump way up out of the shelf and then just like take their little paw and just push the plant right off of it and watch it smash and then just jump off the shelf again and that's the the whole video chaos creatures (laughs) um so and then there's like you know videos of cats like jumping crazy things Mm -hmm. to reach whatever they want to reach i have some big plants but i never catch the cats trying to climb them thankfully maybe if they were frightened enough they would climb them i don't know i'm looking at this plumeria it's got like these little trunks and i wonder if he's just not girthy enough yeah like the way it branches up here i think a cat could probably like nest up there i feel like iris would definitely go up there (laughs) bring her over for a vacation put her in my plumeria she's a psycho i my favorite thing with my giant plants and my cats is watching them be little jungle cats and like crawl through them because like all my plants are in windows and the cats are like, well, I'm going to go look out this window. And so they'll just like weave their way through the plants to get their noses up to the, wa- uh, to the window. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's cute, but they, they, they don't, don't knock anything over. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine and like, to like, they just like snake through it all. Whoa. Yeah. And like even snowball, he'll like get up somewhere and his like little paws are like on the ledge and he's just like leaning. And I'm like, Oh God, you're going to knock something over. And <laughs> I have not come home to like stuff knocked over. So. It's been good. They're respectful. So it seems like mo- all three of us have like been relatively fortunate in that yeah. we haven't had any like close calls or like yeah. bad experiences. Well, like with- uh, the plants that look like grass, I've taken them to work so that the cat, because he, he just won't stop munching on them because right. they look like grass. So like all of those plants just went to work and that's how I deal with that. 
because I can't get them to stop. So mm-hmm. all the plants that look like grass go to work. Yeah, like spider oh, and spider plants because mm-hmm. spider plants are hallucinogenic to cats. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Why did I feel like chlorophytums were one of the ones that like were relatively cat safe? I mean, they are, but they'll get your cat high. How high? It it acts like catnip to them. Okay. <clears throat> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which, Which it can be, I mean, I tried offering, I think you gave me some like plant, like spider plant babies. I could have, yeah. Instead of taking them home because I refuse to grow spider plant. Um, instead of propping them, I gave them to my cats to see if they would eat them. They had no interest. Mm. It's My coworker hates spider plant babies, but sometimes I'll tell her to take some home from work, uh, from my work plant to let her cat eat and get high. And she does. Mm-hmm. Her cat likes it. Doja cat. Doja cat. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of landscaping rocks that I've put in my big, because I have, I have really big plant pots and I don't want any cats using it for a litter box because I'm not about to repot those things. So all of my pots that sit on the floor and that are big, I have landscape rocks in there to keep the cats out of. Also worked really well from keeping the dog from eating all my soil because she was one like, you're never feeding me again. <laughs> and then she'd go eat soil and then i'd see like perlite in her poop and i'd be like what the are you doing it again (laughs) disgusting this can't be good i mean it might be me but i i kind of feel like the majority of the time it's the cats that eat like actually eat the plant material and get sick i mean i'm sure some dogs it happens to as well but i feel like I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you feel like it's usually cats that eat? I guess it depends on the dog, because if some dogs are super bored, they might eat your plants. They might. But I'm I'm talking about, like, in your experience. I mean, I had an old dog, so no, she didn't eat my leaves. And, like, people that you talk to or stories that you hear? Yeah, it's mostly cats that are the terror. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's not like you never hear about dogs doing it either. I'm trying to recall someone telling me that the dog, like, ate the leaf and got sick. But I, I know people have told me, like... I know people have told me their cats have done it. Mm-hmm. Like I can recall multiple occasions where someone was like, my cat ate this and like I had to rush him to the emergency vet. I mean, I know there was the one story that floated around the internet. Of someone had like a pug or a Frenchie and they got into a saggle palm and they died. Oh, wow. The saggle palms are extremely toxic. Not a real palm, but super toxic to animals. Yeah. That's sad. Um, I think, I mean, and we'll, we'll get into genus genii. Genera. Genera. I'll never learn that that's the correct one. Genera. We'll get into genera that are safe and stuff, but I think it's not just ingestion that you have to be careful of with plants um, because plants can also have fungus on them and your your animals can actually contract a fungal infection Hmm. from them. That was one of the... Again, I'm trying not to trauma dump too much, but when my second cat, Lika, was getting really sick for the longest time, my mom was like... You need to see if she potentially got into your plants and got a fungal. She contracted like a fungal disease from them. Um, so philodendrons, I think, are big ones. They're prone to getting fungal infections. Just be mindful of that. And if you're starting to see those spots, get some copper fungicide and keep those under wraps if you can, especially if you have cats or dogs that like to sniff up into the leaves because that's where potentially she could have. She didn't. She didn't die of a fungal infection, but... Potentially what could have happened, she wouldn't sniff the leaf and got it up in her nose and caused a respiratory issue. I mean, can that happen to me? I don't. Are you sniffing your foliage? I mean, sometimes. I think it's um, it's an anatomy thing at that point, right? Like, we're just so much larger than animals oh. that it's not going to really ever affect us huh. unless you have a serious fungal infection happening yeah. on a plant. But for them, they're smaller. Yeah. 
I never would have suspected that like fungi that grow on plants would also be dangerous for like living mammals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and your mom's a vet tech, so did she have any specific fungus in mind or just No, I mean like, there's 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 a couple different there's a slew of mm. things that could potentially be the issue, right? Um, aren't but that like, was just something that was like on the list of things while we were trying to figure out what was going on with Lika, it was like on the list of things to check was could she potentially contracted a fungal disease from because she has seen that in animals they come hmm. in and there's all kinds of fungi that grow yeah in like mutual relationships and symbiotic relationships and like parasitic relationships with plants like i almost feel like you can't have a collection of plants without likely having a lot of different types of fungi also growing that you don't even know about right but i think a lot i mean at least some majority of the time it's in the substrate not like in the root zone not in not on the stems or leaves mm -hmm. um but that's really interesting i've never heard of i've never heard of like that as a potential risk right with plants <clears throat> and pets yeah and i'm not trying to like freak people out just just something to keep an eye on right yeah if you're starting to see maybe rest spots aren't really a concern i shouldn't be talking too much on this but just just it's something to think of you know um, strategies to keep your cats away from your plants if they're interested in them. Spraying with water doesn't work. They'll just that just teaches them to do it when you're not around. Ooh. Oh, I thought you meant spray the plants with water. No, like if you like squirt bottle your cat. We don't need to mist our plants unless they're epiphytes anyway. Okay. <laughs> um, um, does the aluminum foil trick work? I've seen it work on some. My cat thinks it's amazing. I tried doing that just to keep her off the counters, and she thought it was the best thing in the world. <laughs> like, like walking on bubble wrap. Yeah, she liked the sound. Um, how about sticky tape? I have not tried. Um, the best thing that I have seen work, and this I'm taking straight from Jackson Galaxy, if we know him. He's like the cat whisperer guy. Uh, they sell, it's just like a little canister of air that's motion censored. So if you put it where you don't want your cat to go when they get up in there. It triggers that. It just gives them a little poof in the face, and they don't like that, so they go away. Whoa. It's not like one of those air freshener things, is it? No, But it's, no, like, no, no. similar? Yeah. Is it meant to, is it, like, is it, does it, it have is, a different purpose, or is it meant for cats? It's meant to deter cats from areas you don't want them to go. Wow, that's I have cool. a couple friends yeah. I need to share that they're, with. They're expensive. I think oh. it's, like, 50 bucks. And probably not foolproof. Probably not foolproof. I right. will say, like, to start out with when it comes with cats nothing yeah. is full why, why don't we say this like <laughs> if you want to have plants and you have pet like a cat that is you know has a tendency of getting into them and putting itself at risk uh the only real way to grow plants is to have like a separate room or a separate area that's completely sealed off and the cat can't get in there right uh, because could. there's like a door blocking it some cats are just menaces they can't be stopped yeah they look at it as, as a challenge right but i'm saying like don't depend on a can of air like yeah put a door up and hopefully the cat or will at least take longer to figure out how to turn the door handle well, yeah. and you know got to work on those opposable thumbs start yeah. start start thinking about like cabinets or shelves or something oh yeah, yeah. that's another thing if you have uh either tents or cabinets plant uh, like Ikea grow house, greenhouse. I can't fucking talk. Um, the Ikea cabinets, definitely a great way to keep your cats out. Um, I know Katie recently, her cat Pippa, um, she had to put up like wire grates oh, yeah. on her shelves because this cat is a menace. And that I was the only that, way yeah. to keep her cat out was to put up grates, like she, a little jail cell for your plants. I was going to say she built the little Alcatraz. Yeah. Plant catraz. <laughs> wait, her plant cabinet had mm -hmm. wait. So this she she ended up buying plant cabinets. Okay. 
But her last solution after trying a bunch of other stuff was to, she had like a wire shelf, put like metal grates. I see. This yeah. was up onto the metal shelf. I see. Before she had to have it closed She broke off. down and just yeah. bought the green or the yeah. Ikea cabinets. That's that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, yeah, there might be other ways to deter that might work. Like you could try it on your cats before you like invest in, you know, a new house or just like a cabinet <laughs> or something. A separate uh, house you for your plants. Squirt it with water like when it's trying to get into your plants or like buy some air canisters. But yeah. um yeah. I liked macrame because I I had a big southwest facing window when we lived in our apartment and I just had a bunch of macrame and I put my plants in the macrame in the window so they weren't on shelves in front of the window. And then the cats, my cats didn't play with like the tails of them or anything. And so they could still sit in the windowsill and then the plants were just in macrame above them so they couldn't get to them. That right. worked. Do they play with the macrame? I've had to tie all my tails up. Mine didn't, because um, but I do know cats who will. Yeah. So, you know, you can cut your tails shorter or you can tuck them in. Or if you make your own, you can just make them without tails. I've done that, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't talk about this. We can cut this out of. I can't expound too much. The cayenne pepper thing where people will put it's a mixture of cayenne pepper and something else. And you can put that on the leaves or the stems of your plant so that when pet goes and nibbles on it it's spicy they don't like it they'll learn to like stay away from it hmm. but then um, you have to put cayenne pepper on your whole plant yeah so, i wonder if that could be phytotoxic oh, I, yeah yeah i mean i've done that for like squirrels that were like digging in my outdoor pots like you just sprinkle cayenne on the surface and then they like get it all over their little paws and then they can't wash their face without like burning their eyeballs <gasps> yeah oh that sounds horrible <laughs> right that's where we're, we're kind of treading that line of you're causing harm or pain onto your animal to try and teach them so maybe that's not the best route yeah go back to the can of air <laughs> where you can spray it in the face right like have you seen i mean i'm sorry i keep referring back to cat videos but yeah. i kind of love them um <laughs> you should get a cat adam i'm cool with the videos for at least for now. <laughs> like where the cat gets startled and like literally bounces into the air like sometimes or when they see a pickle and they bounce into the air yeah like they bounce like they literally it's bounce cucumber. like seven feet up when they get afraid yeah when iris is just like walking past me i'll just like move my foot like i'll just flex it and, and they'll just, just like jump. yeah four feet in the air yeah which then <laughs> if they get too startled by the can of air like you could have it like collide with another <laughs> shelf and like knock an entire bookcase over or something which i've seen happen like yeah. i know it happens yeah it's on the internet so it must be true <laughs> i saw it in a cat video once yeah it's it's tough especially i mean i know we're talking a lot about cats but cats are the biggest problem right um it's really hard to redirect them. Uh, they, especially if, if say you brought home a kitten and your kitten just wants to be in your plants all the time, consider um, redirecting them in a sense of giving them what they can play with versus what you don't want them to play with. So if they're playing with plant leaves, start playing with, you know, their, if you have balls for them or the string or you know, the little stick feather things. Like that's going to sh- draw their attention away from the plants. They're going to learn that the plants are necessarily not necessarily the taboo thing, but they're not going to find any fun in that because the fun is in the toys that you're giving them. Mm. Um, it's tough. I know a lot of people tend to get cats thinking that they're less work and they're kind of just like a set it and forget it. That's a horrible thing to say. Um you know what I mean? But like they, they, they don't require the attention that dogs require. Like you, you don't have to do yeah, you don't have to like leash a cat and bring on a walk. So I think people right. get the misconception that like yeah. 
you don't have to put any effort into mm -hmm. cat but pet they care. especially if you have kittens that's definitely things you have to do is you you just have to teach them what's acceptable and what's not and for the most part they will learn mm. um but yeah sometimes you just get a cat that's like no screw you screw everything you say i'm doing it my way and at that point i pray for you and i hope that you someday find a happy medium in your life <laughs> you know something that struck me when we were like a little bit ago when we were talking was like about the different types of plants and pets interactions like we could go crazy with this and like talk about paludariums and like how you basically plant out terrariums and put mm. frogs in there and like how the different because like there you can take this you could take this sure, topic like it's not just cats and dogs astronomically into all kinds of environments where animals and plants share a space yeah um someone bought a an alocasia quilted dream from me because she was planning out her terrarium for a new gecko she was getting brought in and she was all excited and she was like planning it all out she never came and got the alocasia but yeah i know what you're talking about though where you know if we have friends that have turtles and they let their turtles uh just like chill out in their giant grow tents mm -hmm. um i'm talking about adam other adam specifically i know he's he's got a whole little zoo at his yeah. house it's quite fun awesome he's got turtles does he have frogs i think he's got frogs and he's got some frogs he's got some fish yeah and he's got plants like living in the aquarium with his fish like to me that's like the the final frontier i would be so i mean i've kind of become a little bit desensitized to killing house plants as, as <laughs> like terrible as it is to say like it's just a part of my job like right. i can't let every single loss like have a big huge impact on my mental state otherwise it deteriorates quickly mm -hmm. so you know the idea of though losing a like a fish or a frog or like something that's depending on me in a little tank even a, like or especially like a turtle mm -hmm. or something bigger that's too much that's too much pressure yeah. i saw a video of um an aviary actually that they had a crazy super dense and full um is it umbrella ficus is that right or chifleuro yeah so like it was the video like showed them walking up to this it, people were like why is this umbrella ficus just like inside of a cage because it's like against the cage and just like super full and then she opens it up and there's these birds just like tooling around they're just like super happy in there it was really cool wow like an aviary yeah yeah i'm gonna start a new project you're making me want to like get another animal that i can make a symbiotic relationship with with plants uh, so what about plants that are pet safe and plants that are not pet safe yeah which one do you want to start with Ooh, let's talk about pilea. Pilea or pet safe? How oh, pet safe? What? How pet safe? Super pet safe. Like they can full on eat any part of it and they're fine. You know, I'm working on it. The I, ASPCA website is super slow. Um, So like I tried to look it up. I, think I just a, know they're pet safe. I think a general thought while we're talking about this for most plants, um, it's the stuff that's going to be the most toxic to your animals are the flowers. Uh, So... When we say pilea or pet safe, that means the leaf and the stem, cats can cats and dogs can munch on all day long. I don't know about the flowers though. Mm. And I would just assume take a word take a take, take caution a grain of salt. and yeah. maybe if you see if do pileas flower. Yes, they flowers, do. but yeah, just don't let them eat the flowers. Um so pileas words. Uh palms. Palms are great. They're super cat safe. They're actually can be quite beneficial for them to eat. It helps their digestive system. Um, huge disclaimer. 
sago palm is not an actual palm and it's not in that category of mm. adjust uh, a ingestible palm for your cat because it'll actually that's it's the worst way it's very toxic to them they can perish if they eat that actually but, i think there are quite a few plants that we have call palms and they're not actually in the like palm family yeah like ponytail palm yes that that's a succulent yeah so parlor palms majesty palm um chinese fan palm fan palm is kentia palm safe i don't remember but for sure your parlor palms and your majesty palms i would actually take dry leaves off of those and give them to my cats and they would love eating them mm. they loved eating on them are prayer plants are prayer plants in the safe category yep safe yep all of them so maranta calathea Tramantha, and I'm assuming Tanantha too. Okay. Those are all and cat like safe. Uh, yeah, I guess we're including everything in the Marantaceae family. So that includes like the new genus, the new oh, genera, yeah, Geo Persia, Geo Persia. There it is. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and I guess when we say pet safe, is that like too broad of a term? Like, should we say cat and dog safe? Like, do we know that yeah. all pets react safely to ingestion of these plants that we're listing, or like? Yes, I, we, we should make that disclaimer. We're, we're talking specifically cats and dogs because that is what we have. That is what the majority of the population are dealing with. I would not recommend, say you have a turtle, don't pull off your calathea leaves and feed your to your turtle unless you know for sure yeah. that those are safe for them. Yeah, because I know, I mean, different animals have different, like entirely different types of digestive systems. And yeah. so you never know, like their whole metabolism might just behave differently. Yeah, and if we're going to go back to the behavior thing, too, you don't necessarily... We say they're safe, as in if your cat nibbles on them, they're going to be okay. Again, I don't recommend pulling a leaf off and feeding it to your animal, because that's just going to teach them that they can do that, and then you're going to mm. be complaining, why does my animal do this? Um, well, because you taught him it was okay. Right. So, we did Pylea. I can't, I can never say Pylea. Pylea. <laughs> think about pies, and then think of a person named Leah. <laughs> okay. Pylea. That's good. Pneumonic devices are my thing. That's how I remember everything. Palms, actual palms, true palms, and then prayer plants. Prayer plants. Hoya. 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 Cat safe. You wouldn't think they would be, especially with the milk that they secrete, but they are. They are animal safe. And we also are again. We're not sure about the blooms, right? Are we sure about the blooms? I would. Yeah, I would just say flowers. Don't. Don't even with flowers. Yeah. Because you just don't know. Right. And there's so many different types of Hoya. Like, what if some of the flowers are like bad? Right. You know, you know, like it'd be really hard to get specific data mm -hmm. on all the different types of Hoyas, flowers, toxicity. <laughs> air plants, cat safe, dog safe. I didn't know that one. Yeah. I've never had an air plant. Is it just, is it just Tillandsia or is it all like the bromeliad family? Um, I think, I think it's just Tillandsia because I think bromeliads aren't cat safe. I think bromeliads might be cat safe. I think they are. What? Yeah. Like pineapples, like all the bromeliaceae. Because my mom got a bromelia and she said that the lady told her it was animal safe. Um, I thought I didn't get any bromeliads because they were cat safe. Well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure at the nursery we were calling them and I think we were using S A S P C A. What is mm. ASP? What is ASPCA? And what does it stand for? Do you guys know? American Society for Pre Pre Prevention of Cruelty of Animals. Yes. Cool. We should, I mean, I feel like we should say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It. 
Um, it says it's safe. Yep. Interesting. Maybe I've just avoided them because I think they're ugly. But not all of them are ugly. <laughs> they just take up way too much space. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a juggle because we we were taught in school, if it's bright and colorful, it tends to be poisonous. But that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah ferns. Th- speaking of a green thing, just all green. Ferns are safe. There's so many different you can keep them families alive. of ferns, though. Yeah. Like, fern covers, like, a huge spectrum of bryo. It's true. Ferns. Don't quote me on all ferns. Boston ferns are probably good. Rabbit's foot fern? Hate that plant. Yeah. I, think <laughs> I was thinking more about, like, staghorn ferns. Ah. Yeah. There's, like, a there's like a huge, huge... The the fern is, like, it's, a, it's like, a whole order. Or a mm-hmm. whole... Yeah. It's, like, a bigger classification than just family. Like, mm-hmm. when you say fern, it can... It's not just one family. Like when we're talking about bromeliads, like that that goes up to the family level. And then if you go above that, it separates. But like ferns, it's like you have lots of different families of plants. And so that's under fern. So I think you'd have to be a little bit more selective. But I think but it I, says asparagus fern is toxic. Ah. Which is yeah, because it's asparagus. It's asparagus fern. It's not a, a fern. Like it's not asparagus a true is a fern. Fern? No. Oh. This is this is the asparagus As, fern. Asparagus is in the I think it's in it has the Sapogenin. Dracaena steroid. family. Ooh, and it can't Asparagaceae eat the berries. is Dracaena. Dracaena is in the Asparagaceae family. I'm thinking of its leaves. I think. And it, to me, it looks more like a fern than a Dracaena. Yeah. Well, and some ferns can release spores that can cause poisoning through oral ingestion. And I think some of them also have like spikes. Like the little mm-hmm. hairs can mm-hmm. like get stuck and irritate your skin. Yeah. I think. Oh, the asparagus fern is part of the lily family. Ah, uh, really? so cat, not cat safe. Yeah, li- lilies are bad. Yeah. But like Boston fern, maidenhair fern, those are good because yeah. it's a true fern. How about rabbit's foot? I don't know. I didn't get there yet. <laughs> I came across this weird sentence and I've been distracted. They're saying <laughs> ferns are generally completely safe for cats and dogs to be around and can even offer nice textures for your kitty to investigate and tickle uh, itself with. Again, please. And tickle itself with. Why is that necessary? We don't need to do sensory things with your cats with plants. Just give them something that lights up. Um, string of hearts. Cat safe. Cat safe. Serpeggio woody eyes. It's, cat safe. It's the only string of that's cat safe. Is, yeah, because the Senecio are not cat safe. Correct. Our other, I know, but our other Seropegia, Seropegia, uh, like variegated string of hearts, I think that's cat safe. Oh, Christina, uh, <laughs> rabbit's foot fern is not toxic. Not toxic. Okay. okay. Yeah, because there's like uh, there are again, Sarah. I think there are lots of plants in the Seropegia genus. Mm-hmm. So not just Seropegia woodii and the different formats of that. There's also like there's also just different species. Sure. So it'd be interesting. I mean, you could look like if you wanted to grow some other strings of things, and you could look throughout. You could look through the Seropegia genus. Yeah. Just stay away from the other one. <laughs> Another silly sentence from the internet. <laughs> Talking about string hearts. The plant itself is not toxic, so it is safe around cats, dogs, and people. But anyone who has spent time with any Seropegia woodii will know that the leaves and stems hook and grab onto things easily. Yeah. So, Sounds I mean, so ominous. If you have a string of that touches the floor, you run the risk of your cat or somebody walking by and grabbing it and ripping it off the wall. So yeah, I think that's just yeah. what they mean there. Jolette was helping me take care of my plants and he realized that like when he folded up my string of hearts to carry it down the stairs, <laughs> it it didn't just unfold again and he panicked a little bit. <laughs> and we yeah, sat there man. like helping each other untangle it for probably 30 minutes, but we got it. So I think I wound up cutting it a little bit. 
We need domestic partner safe plans too. Yeah. Like tell people <laughs> how awful it is to distang disentangle string of hearts. Cause it's horrible. It's, yeah. it's like how you could like punish children in detention. Yeah. Like untangle my string of hearts. Tangent, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. Right. Which is annoying. I'm thinking of like the times when we were like kids were forced to write lines, but instead yeah. of writing lines, they were untangling strings of hearts. Yeah. Um, Peperomia? Peperomia is cat Peperomia safe. Peperomia is cat safe, yep. Um, Haworthias are cat safe, but because even though they look like aloe, aloe vera and other aloes are not cat safe. So mm. Haworthias, yes. Aloes, no. Really? And I, I think generally when we're saying cat, cat and dog can be included in the same category. Sorry. I think so. Um, they have anatomies that they'd be okay. Ooh, another cat safe one that's pretty common, the Pacura aquatica, money tree. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and phalaenopsis orchids are cat safe yes orchids are cat safe and mm -hmm. again something that could be quote unquote beneficial for your cat but obviously please consult professionals if you for some reason feel like you need to feed them some of your plant collection <laughs> jeez people why are we feeding our plants to our cats <laughs> So, All right, you know, so, okay, I should go back because I say I talk about how angelic my cats are and how they don't touch anything Roscoe will eat dry leaves on the floor um they're just like chips right yeah i catch them just munching on stuff mom and it hasn't been an issue i'm thinking once they're dry all of the if there's any toxic things inside of them they're um, dried out and gone should we uh do we have any more cat and dog safe pets plants <laughs> or should we move on to the bad one i feel like before we move on we should put an asterisk next to every single plant we just listed <laughs> and yeah double check and triple check because we just said orchids are pet safe and or we said orchids are cat and dog safe and again orchid orchids are like i said phalaenopsis i didn't say oh we said phalaenopsis uh, okay. i didn't specify the Good. other types of so orchids. we're at least so. narrowing it down to just one genus yeah uh, because i was gonna say wow that says orchids because orchids are like there are just orchids orchid is the biggest majority. plant family yeah. that exists there are like twenty five thousand different species yeah wow so maybe i don't need to start i was gonna that. <laughs> i was gonna be shocked if it said all <laughs> orchids that grow like because they grow on literally every continent that has plants and wow all over the world so um, anyway but yeah like we just listed a bunch of things so double check uh, yeah i don't think, take our word yeah and again i mean orchids are kind of hard to grow right i mean they don't grow depends on the orchid yeah but say you already have a plant or you already have pets and you want to start plants, your good ones to start with are going to be your marantas, your palm, your money tree, your money tree, your pilot, pilea. The, the um, polka dot plant. <laughs> polka dot plant's also cat safe. Which like one is the that? begonia? No. The um, hypoestes. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I know the one. It's used. We sell it as an annual a lot. We sell it as like yeah. A they have really thin annual. leaves. They get really leggy if you don't trim them back regularly. Regularly, mm. and then I think echeverias are also cat safe. The succulent. So definitely options out there for you. I know the sensitive plant. That was another one of my first mm. six cat safe plants. That was novelty as well. Yeah, and I mean you could even start with. I was growing oats for a while. Oats. Yep, I would grow some like oat grass for mm. my cats to eat. I would do wheatgrass. Or, yeah, you do oats, barley, wheat. Wheat um, was cheaper. So if you <laughs> want something that, like, if you're not sure if your animals are going to eat it, try growing that because if they eat it, it's actually really beneficial for them, like super beneficial. Well, see, that that's you could take that two ways because, like, you could grow them a sacrificial plot of grass. Mm -hmm. 
so that they leave all your other stuff alone. And then, because that, that works for some people, yeah, giving their cats a designated plant to grass plant, yeah. Um, but also, like you know, if that encourages, it might open them, the door, yeah, right yeah, there. to eat the other guys too. I don't know. Um, and I, I did see it at a co-op. You can just buy little mm-hmm. pot plots of cat grass in the health food section, the produce, or you can just buy the seeds too and grow it yourself. Yeah, like I was, just, I thought it was bag. totally wild that you could just buy a little thing of grass. Yeah, I was like. I don't want to pay $7 for this, but I totally want to take this home to my cat. I'll buy, I'll pay $7 for a giant bag of seeds and yeah. do it 8 million times over. Um, okay, so <clears throat> plants that are not good. Uh, should we start? We listed some of the main ones, but let's go over them again. The sago palm is really bad. The Diffenbachia is really bad. Lilies. The, yep, lilies, like the outside lilies. Also, peace lily. Those are really toxic cats. Yeah. poinsettias yep and to reiterate again for for these plants specifically the flowers are what's the like super toxic part um i believe all parts of the plants are still toxic and this is where i get a little bit on my soapbox here right so they'll say um lily is bad for cats because it will give them an upset tum- stomach and they'll vomit or give diarrhea so like they will not die but also that does not open up an invitation for you to grow it anyway, just because it's only in my brain to say it will only do this to my cat is pretty, pretty harsh. Um, I don't know why you think would about put, if that was your child. You don't want to put your animal through that intentionally. Gonna, yeah, your child, your fur child, you're right. going to make him suffer animal cruelty. So, yeah, there is a there's actually quite a small list of plants that will actually unalive an animal but for the most part these are all going to give them some very serious digestive and indigestive issues mm-hmm. if they eat them so i think the one i know for sure that will if your cat eats it they will perish is azalea like that's the big one um so if you have if you have an outdoor cat and you have azalea bushes keep them away from it there's so many though like there's so many there's so many plants out there that are like highly yeah de- like deadly if you ingest them there's there are places in the world that have entire like gardens full of plants that are just extremely like the poison gardens that poison are gardens. yeah I want to go to extremely, one extremely extremely deadly so I mean definitely yeah no at least know kind of what you have especially if you're like experimenting with plants for the first time and you have pets or you're experimenting with pets for the first time and you have plants <laughs> I think a big one for household plants that we should touch on for sure is pothos that is a fairly toxic yeah, not cat safe. Yeah. Not dog safe. And philodendrons are not either. And monsteras are not either. Philodendrons, monsteras, alocasia, dracaena, sansevieria, not cat safe. Yeah. Begonias, yeah. I think, oh begonias. no, all, yeah, all, no, all begonias, no begonias are bad. Uh, no, no. Uh, this internet is telling me air plant is toxic. Oh, well, I looked, um, I'll double look it up. Um, ZZ plant, not cat safe. Yes. What about ficus trees? What about ficus? ficus? Not cat safe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did we, are any aeroids cat safe? Did we list aeroids or any aeroids? I think some of them we listed are aeroids. Some of them are good. Amaryllis bulbs. If you're someone who grows amaryllis for Christmas time. Yeah, super not, not cat safe. Not, not safe. Um, That one, I I did grow one and I was monitoring to make sure the cats weren't nibbling on the leaves. And I was a little concerned because they're kind of, they're not really skinny, but like, I was like, is the cat going to think this is grass? Um, It was cool. fine. Going back to pothos, which I just learned this the other day. Did you know what we call pothos is not actually pothos? Yeah, epipermnum is not what pothos is, but we call it pothos anyway. Yeah. I don't get it. You don't get it? Yeah, what well, I don't get it. Wait, can you explain? 
So what we know as modern day pothos is not actually even in there is a pothos genus oh. that epipranum obviously is not a part of. Oh. Epipranum is its own thing. What's the pothos genus? Is it is it also an aeroid? I believe so. Um, but the, why I brought that up was um, when we say pothos, both syndapsis and epipranum are in that category of not safe for animals. Oh, now I'm like, now I'm in it. You guys, pothos is a genus of flowering plants in the family Araceae. It's native to China, blah, blah, blah. Genus pothos. What? <laughs> the common houseplant epipranum aureum, also known as pothos, was once classified under the genus pothos. Yeah, what? but then it was reclassified. None of these names are accepted. Wild. Fun fact. So how do I get a real pothos? <laughs> Let's see. Bird of paradise, not cat safe. Correct. Uh, and then it says bird of paradise too, not cat safe. What? Oh, because... There's lots of strelitias. Well, the orange and the white, haven't they? Isn't that... They're like, they, they are two different species. Oh, bird of paradise. two different genuses. Yeah. Because one's Calcipinia gillesii and the other one's Poinciana gillesii. Neither of them are Strelitia? Well, that's not what it's saying. I wonder if they're, they got taxonomically reshuffled. Mm. Who knows? Wow. This is like, this is. Ivy, this not cat is, safe. Did you say ivy? Yeah. Caladium, not yeah, cat safe. Calla lily, not cat safe. Okay. Lilies in general. Carnations, not cat safe. It's, it's, it's a lot of flowers. It's a lot of flowers. Yeah. Carnations. Oh, yeah. charming Diffenbachia. <laughs> oh, uh, Aglaonema, not cat safe. Chrysanthemum, not cat safe. Coleus, not cat safe. Really? It's a mint. Cycads. The sago palm is in the cycad family. Uh, I actually have a cycad. I have a Dionodula. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He said yeah, this is, right? This Alocasia. whole this whole yeah, like Alocasia. exercise is really interesting because it's making me think about like are they because they're not using like specific Latin for every single name and mm -hmm. I feel like that's gonna get confused like if you're saying cycads you could mean like a lot of different genera like that mm -hmm. could be including a number of different there's not just one genera that are cycads cycad? and I there might be more they're, than they're one jumping. family there might there might be more than one family in there I just I don't know but. It's making me think because yeah. you, you've listed a number of aeroids. You've listed ZZ plants are not safe. You've listed Diffenbachias are not safe. You've listed, did we list peace lilies? You listed yeah. for sure aglionemas. Yeah. We've listed epiprenums. We've listed pothos. Philodendrons. Philodendrons. I'm seeing some patterns there within a family, but then we also talked about some things that have some parts of genera are within okay, a yeah. family are safe and some are not. Yeah. Uh, Jade. Gracilas, not cat safe. Hmm. Colin Coey, not cat safe. <laughs> um, I think overarching, uh, what's the word? Not theme. I am lost for words today. Concept? Overarching sure. principle. Overarching. When we tell a story, we always ask, what was the moral? Overarching moral of this whole thing is use the internet. It is at your ability. Um, if you're listening to us, you somehow have access to the internet. So just... Good old Google search away. Yeah. And make sure you're not looking at blogs. Look on like the ACSPCA website. Yeah. Because um, a blogger in New York is not going to be able to give you valid advice half the time. Right. But when, when it comes doubt, to plants. When in doubt, just trying to tear your animals from munching on stuff because it could just lead to something down the road that's even worse. Yeah. That seems like the best first line of defense. But then also just. But no help. need to panic and call your bed every time if they right. munch on your Calathea versus. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard, but no. Like, if you have pets that you're unsure about how they'll react, like, knowing for sure what specific type of plant you have is duly important. 
Sorry, I just was thinking how I have the 24-hour poison pet hotline on my fridge at home. Yeah. And I should have brought or make sure to check on that because there is a 24-hour poison hotline for your animals and it's free and you can always, if worst case, you are concerned of something your animal ate, you can call that and ask them about it. Let's see what it nice. says. Yeah. Chifleros, not cat safe. Oxalis, not cat safe. There's I'm a, in the S's, okay? There's yeah. a call pet poison helpline at 855-764-7661. Here we go. That sounds right. 24-7 Animal Poison Control Center. Yes. If it's on your fridge, why don't you have it memorized? Don't you see it every time you go to the fridge? fridge and I just can go to the fridge. Uh, <laughs> I suppose as a kid, I stared at everything on the fridge and I would have those that thing memorized. There's also an Tra- the, oh. S- the ASPCA has has their own mm-hmm. animal poison control line. Is it different? It is different. different. 888-426-4435. Yep. And for us in Minnesota, I know that the university, they have a 24-hour uh, vet program that they would be able to call and talk to on the phone as well. Yeah. Tranescantia, not cat safe. Correct. Oh, yeah. Caitlin's just listing. I mean, we're I'm, at the, I'm we're down close. to the U's, okay? We're close. <laughs> Are you just looking for ones that you recognize? This, I'm, in the, I'm in the list of not cat safe. Yeah, I understand so that. Are you only reading the ones that you recognize as houseplants? Yeah, I'm skipping like wild arum, wild callow, wild carnation, wild coffee, okay. winter cherry, winter berry, wisteria, yeah, wood lily. That's its own. It's weird that they're all common names. I don't understand why they wouldn't. They do have the scientific names listed. Oh, oh okay. yucca, not cat safe. I have a yucca right there. Yucca, okay. Snowball, get away from the yucca. I have noticed somebody put his teeth in that a little bit because it looks like grass post snack oh that's an interesting point to bring up where cats are funny and you would think oh well if they chew on it once and they throw up they'll learn not to chew on it not true they'll just do it again yeah it's not true (laughs) yeah i would i would believe that i would also so like knowing where there are 24 hour like pet poison centers and then also just getting rid of a plant if it if you're obviously this may be super like i'm trying i'm beating that's not a good saying um <laughs> i can't think of the expression that i want right now so but boxy? like if this isn't too much of common sense like oh. don't keep a plant if your pet eats it and gets really sick yeah. i think it it's your i feel like we shouldn't have to tell you this but prioritize like your pet prioritize the and the yeah plant. it should be something you're actually concerned about so start with something that's pet safe and see how your pets react to it right. if they are completely oblivious to your plants then you could you know bring in like a philodendron or something that's if you're the other way around as... and you already have like 200 plants and you're about to bring in an animal um good luck <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get snowball doesn't give a shit about plants and i had you know 150 plants when we got him but. i think if you can luck out if you can start you start a rotating door right so if you can luck out and you get you have an animal that respects your plants and then from there if you bring more animals in they learn from them that you gotta leave them alone that's just there's not they're not something to be interested in mm. they're part of their furniture guys it's just furniture <laughs> which doesn't necessarily rule out destruction for cats yeah, no no uh-huh um any other thoughts guys i will say i've learned recently that cat vision specifically plants are actually and this might be why cats specifically mess with plants more is they so the the cones that they have for seeing colors and stuff greenery is actually very vibrant to them so it probably is giving them something interesting to look at and that might be why they're interested in them so that's something to think about but with that plants are nice for your cats because it gives them something to see and look at so it's like if my cats were a sim, 
I get to up my room score. You up, you upgrade. It's the environment, isn't it? Thank I don't, I don't know. I haven't played Sims in ten years. <laughs> they got rid of it in the newer games. Finally, thank God. I always hated that. I have no need. idea what you guys are talking about. The Sims, your Sims have needs, and they have ten, them, ten different categories, right? Yeah, one of them was environment, meaning if they just had a room with a bed in it, they would be sad. But if they had like a decoration on the wall or like a rug and a nice lamp, it makes them happier. So they get a little oh. higher score there. Yeah. Oh, I see. Or if you're like me and I only put up the amount of walls I needed to put sinks and toilets on and I just put all their furniture on the lawn to save money. <laughs> wow. Room score goes way down. <laughs> yeah. Mother load. Mother load, baby. This was before I had the internet slash people who could tell me the cheat codes. Wow. I was an internetless child out in the country. <laughs> all right, guys. Should we wrap with our plan of the week? I was just thinking of it and I can't. I like, I need to. Someone else go first. Adam never knows his plan of the week. That's, yeah, probably. I feel like it's too soon, but I think my regal shield is my plant of the week. I have like 13 leaves and it looks amazing. It does look very nice. sexy beast. We have it next to us right now. Over five feet tall and probably I have to peel six back, feet wide. Peel back the curtain. Don't yeah. look behind the curtain. Pay no <laughs> attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, Each leaf is like at least one infant. Probably two. Yeah, for sure. Like some of these leaves are longer than a brand new baby. <laughs> the way you said brand new baby. <laughs> um, I am going to do my Florida ghost because. I think I saw you post a picture. And yeah. Just getting some massive foliage. leaves. Like it's it's definitely the largest. Um, What would you call that? Climbing philodendron leaves that I have so far is on my Florida ghost. Like size wise or like mm-hmm. tallest plant? Size wise. Also might be tallest. I'll have to think about that. Um, yeah, it looks awesome. Check it out on the Discord, friends. If you're cool. in the Discord, reminder to check, join the Discord. With these plants of the weeks, I always am like, I'm trying to think of things that bring me joy that are like not all philodendrons and aeroids. Like I, I've been trying. I mean, sometimes I have to. Like last last time, I think I did my Florida Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I have a, like a little collection of Haworthia. So I think I'm going to choose my... The ones oh, on the windowsill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to choose my Haworthia truncata. Which one's that? It's like a little... Um, it's the one that le- looks like a fan. And it oh. has like that top. Like sure. It looks Are they like kind a of candelabra square? almost or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't that one of like your first plants? It looks like a gumbo or something. Um, was it one of my first plants? No. But I do have... A, like I do on my Instagram, I have a unboxing video from like 2019 or 20 mm. it was 2020 because it was during the pandemic and i ordered some haworthia nice to like make myself feel better and then i was talking about how like we were in a toilet paper apocalypse <laughs> and they were using toilet paper to wrap their haworthia and ship them. oh really and i was like wow wow that was tone deaf yeah how dare you <laughs> i might save this and use it later right uh no so, yeah, my Haworthia truncata, it's like one of those plants that just sits in my west windowsill and looks cute. And I don't have to, like, really do much besides pour, like, a few tablespoons of water into it every couple of weeks. And it's happy. Isn't that a bad plant practice? Yeah, you should give them. Uh, my Haworthia, Mackie told me that they, they like to be watered once a week in a well-draining mix. And I've noticed I've gotten some substantial growth or increases in the last six months of that practice yeah i'm like not interested in substantial growth increases <laughs> like fair. i just want it to kind of be a cute thing on the windowsill for now um, sure. and you kind of pick the, the the blooms off of it to try to encourage it to produce foliage and not in fluorescence 
Mm. Um, well, see, if you want more foliage, just give it more light. It'll grow faster and give you more yeah, foliage. It's getting pretty good light. It's getting west western oh. exposure. Sure. So I guess that's why I like it, though. It's just like it's so low maintenance and sure. it's just a cute little jewel and it has those clear windows in the tops. It's unique. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Aworthia truncata for plant of the week this week. Nice. Okay, cool. Well, there you have it, folks, our plants of the week. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rough Around the Hedges. And we will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Catch you next time. Stay rough. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>